0: Welcome to the slay hour and I'm here with the wonderful Maria from Splash Mixers, which I have behind me. I see, flavors. you have more
1: behind you than I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky to just be loaded up with some delicious flavors. Um, so, tell us about you.
1: Sure. Um, well, gosh, where do I start? So. I, I guess I started my career on Wall Street, actually. I, um, you know, after college, I worked a few years for the Industrial Bank of Japan in in a job that I I knew I wanted finance, but I didn't quite, I didn't have a mentor at the time. I didn't quite know what roles really, uh, I, I thought I wanted banking, but I really didn't know much about where inside of a bank. So I realized after I got there, I started out in management reporting. And um, so I was the one that kind of, you know, would do like the annual report and give presentations to management about uh, long range planning and numbers. And I realized that I wanted to be one of the people whose revenue I was reporting. I wanted to be somebody who, who generated revenue instead of reported it. So I figured, okay, how do I get to that floor of the bank from the one I'm at? So I decided that there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, but at the time, I decided to go back to graduate school. So uh, I, after I graduated from the Wharton School of Business, I I found that my, um, my role in derivatives trading. So that's where I started for the first 15 years of my life. And then after I had a few kids, I have four now, but I had three at the time. <laughs> And I just, I decided I wanted to to be more present, spend more time with them. And, uh, you know, we can talk about this, I'm sure, but I had to make certain decisions about my career there. And I just decided that I, uh, you know, 15 years is a long time in a role like that. And I decided that I wanted to, you know, exit and spend more time with my kids. So I did that. And then... Um, I always thought I wanted to be a have lunch, play tennis kind of girl, but really no. So when, it didn't work for me. So when I, I I, did, my husband did too as well. We both left our, our jobs and, and moved out uh, out east. We actually almost moved to Italy at the time. Oh wow, that's a long story, but we decided to move to the Hamptons. And once we were here, yeah, the the, the retired lifestyle lasted for me for about a week. And I thought, what the hell did I do? And I just became a serial entrepreneur after that. There you go. That's really awesome. I think
0: um, my dad always says the way you live longer is to keep busy. And so yeah. my dad is, I, I won't tell your age, dad, but he has retired twice and Real. still just that. keeps working. I have an uncle who that. is 90 and is still working.
1: So, uh, wow, you know god bless them i mean i have my dad is 99 uh he's not still working (laughs) he actually just stopped driving Though thank god but he's not still working but no but that's amazing about your dad because it's true it's like life's too short to live one life you know you 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 were here to play this game you know so it's kind of like just do it. Do it. Just reinvent yourself as many times as you want. I mean, yeah. how it's you know that old saying, use it or lose it, right? I mean, yeah.
0: I love what you just said. Uh, life's too short to live one life. I
1: love that. Yep. I have to put that, that on my is, wall or something. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one.
0: So, yeah. what was it like being a woman on the trading floor? That is, that sounds like the epitome <laughs> of a boys' club.
1: Uh, it was, and I don't think I really realized it um, at the time. I think I was naive, but you know, it's interesting because now, so we're talking, I'm old, right? So I'm, I mean, we're talking now, this was when I started on the trading floor, it was 94. So, you know, I'm, I'm 52 now. So back then I was the only, I'll say the only female derivatives trader on my trading floor. There were women around uh, and there were women in revenue generating positions like uh, a lot of salespeople, which is which is one of the things when I was graduating from board, and I knew I wanted to be a trader. And there were women on the trading floor in sales roles. And they, believe me, had their own difficult time of things, but I knew I didn't want to be a salesperson. I knew I would think as a salesperson. I wanted to be a trader. I was a mathy girl. I wanted to be a derivatives trader. And really even being, even going and getting all the things I needed to do to get there, there was really every bank. I, I had lots of offers, which was great. But they all said they were all in sales. And wow. I said, but I, I would be really horrible in that role. I want to be a trader. And I I just kept at it until I found the one bank that let me be a trader. So I will say I was the only one for a long time. And so, you know, that look, I just wanted to blend in back then. I I really, I tried so hard to, I wore, when I think about my my clothing even, you know, it's different these days, but my clothing back then, I remember I wore I had black suits, gray suits, and blue suits, no skirts, and white shirts with blazer, and I just wanted to be a man. I just wanted to blend in and not stand out and keep my head down and do my job. And yeah. one thing about um, a role like that, though, is that, you know, at the time, it was it was different. What we were talking about was more equal pay kind of things, like glass ceiling kind of things and equal pay. And um, I think being on the trading floor is like, really one of the only roles where, you know, you, you eat what you kill and yours, if, if you make money, if you do better than the guy next to you, you're going to get paid more. There was no gray area. There was no, Oh, you know, it, it was like, okay, she made this much. He made this much. It was basically almost like a payout kind of thing. So I was always surprised that more women didn't go to roles like that because it was not subjective. You know, it was, wow. it was just like right there. It's like, I'm better than him pay me more you know that was it
0: (laughs) I absolutely Um, love that and I wonder I mean I'm sure it's because they just didn't know they could
1: no you're right I mean even um so you know one of the issues that we all talk about which I'm sure you've talked about on on this program many times is you know women in the boardroom women CEOs And a lot of times we don't even have enough women to interview for those roles. And so where does it start? It starts, it starts out of school. Like how can we get the women into the roles, you know, so that they can work their way up and be considered for a board position or a CEO position or something like that. And so I remember even back then, our HR department sending me to business schools even. So this is where women are already going to business school, but they would still gravitate more to roles, uh, traditional roles like in marketing and sales and not the risk taking positions um, and more of the decision making positions, the risk takers of the bank. And so I would go and try to recruit to get them to even interview for the jobs. you know and it would, was hard to do because they just had it in their heads that uh this is this isn't a role for a woman
0: this is a role for a man and i yeah unfortunately realistically that was not that long ago
1: no that was
0: not no. that long ago and i mean it, it's it's still that way the gender roles were so stiff and it's true it's
1: true uh, and um you know being a trader though even even you know once you get somebody to let you do that kind of a role and then you just then it's your performance i mean and yeah. then that's wonderful right so if, if a woman is in a role where she's solely judged on her performance guess what she's gonna do well yes exactly and, um, but um but even then there were times when my gender would give me away like how like for example you know in a in the role the kind of trader that i was i, I was an over the counter options trader and so we kind of had a book Without getting too technical, we got, had a book of, of risk that stays with you for a while so you're almost like playing poker like you don't want other people other banks to see your hand kind of thing. and so I remember when I would go to the trade to the floor and place my orders with brokers to trade things like futures and lay off the bank's risk and stuff like that. I remember frequently people would know it was me people would know it was our bank and you, you know you'd work through brokers so that people wouldn't know. And I was always so distraught by this. I would try different brokers. I would, do, I would go to the pits in Chicago and see where people were standing to see why, how do they know it's me? How do they know it's our bank? And then finally one day, um, one of the traders told me, he said, nobody's giving you up. They're just using your pronoun. And so because they were saying she's bid here or her, you know, I was the only she, that so they knew who we were so you know just by just by the basis of the fact that I was the only she uh it was like having a big huge like okay it's that bank you know so and it's not it wasn't their fault they were just trying they weren't trying to be you know put me in a bad position it was just that that's how it was I mean you know they couldn't say he I guess they could say they but nobody else was using they then yeah
0: (laughs) Wow, that's really crazy, and and you don't foresee that happening. You you just assume that I'll be treated just like all the guys. Just yeah,
1: even when they're the trying work. to do that. Yeah, you know, even when it wasn't like a a conscious bias, right? Yeah.
0: Wow, that's really crazy, and yeah. I assume is an empowering experience that really one shows you that you can run with the big guys like anything they can
1: do you can really do yeah I mean there were definitely I I don't know I never really I never really was afraid or or thought that I couldn't I I think all of us would feel that way it's just you know there were definitely like things like I just mentioned and also just just things that you can't change like for example you know I had children so I had to pump a couple of times a day. Right. So there's a trading floor. There's no offices. We're all out on a big nowadays. Now I know that HR departments or maybe there's a place that you can go. They have things set up for women to do stuff like that. But when I was there, they didn't. So, you know, I had to, there was like one office that wasn't glass. And I, I just said, look, I'm taking this office at 10 and at 2 for 15 minutes at 10 and 15 minutes at That's 2. I do who's in this <laughs> office. It's mine. I've had to put a sign on it. I had to tell the whole floor. It was really kind of embarrassing, but I had wow. to do it, you know? And of course, I would go at 10 and I would like, because I only had a few minutes to do it. So I would go in there at 10. Of course, there'd be a bunch of guys having a meeting and I'd just kick them out and say, you know, I'm sorry. So. <laughs> It is what it is. You know, there's a sign on the door. It is what it is. And, you know, you Gotta go. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I would come and take what I had to out of the little fridge and put it in my bag. And, you know, sometimes it'd be like chuckles or whatever, but what are you going to do? It yeah. is what it is, you know, wow. it's the only way I can be there. So I have to do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's amazing. I love that you really didn't even have to stand your ground. It's just ingrained, like, Hey, I have to do this right now I only have a few minutes I'm doing it so deal with it and I I absolutely love that I think you know as we know women often fall into this role where they feel like we always have to ask for permission
1: right yeah that's true you don't you don't just do it I mean even but even like when I went when I would You know, I didn't stay at one bank, I went to other places and hedge funds and I would just be honest up front and say, look, this is my life. Like, you know, I have to leave here at 4.15 when futures close every day to go home to my kids. They're little at 7.30 or eight o'clock when they go to bed, I'll trade all night, I'm back online, you know, but this is how it's gonna be. So just know that like, if you wanna hire me, I won't be going out to dinner. I won't be having, you know, just be honest up front and say what you're willing to do. I just said, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be, I don't care if the Pope wants to have dinner with me. I said <laughs> to somebody one time, I will not. And they said, oh, well, if it's an important client, I said, no, 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 I won't ever. I won't ever be having dinner with you or anyone here. It's just the way it is. And I'm okay with it if you don't want to hire me. Actually, one time I was pregnant with my third child and I was getting a job offer from a large bank that I, I don't want to mention, but um, it was like, gosh, I think I was like eight weeks pregnant or something. Like I hadn't told my parents yet kind of thing. Like I, you know, cause I always traditionally to be careful, yeah. I would wait like 12 weeks or whatever. So I was like, I hadn't even told anybody only my husband knew and they made me this offer. And I said, you know, I just said, let's take a walk outside. So we, we went out outside and took a walk and I said, look off the record. I just want you to know this. It's cool if you you don't want to hire me, but in seven months, I'm going to have a baby, another baby, and I'm going to be trading from home for that time or whatever. So, you know, I'm cool with it if you don't want to make this offer, but I just want you to know. And they did make me the offer and they were happy that I told them, but I think that's it. if you're just honest about, you know, what your lifestyle is like ahead of time and just, you know, tell them how it, it has to be for you.
0: Yeah, I love that. Managing expectations is really important in every aspect of your life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: that's true so, how did sure. you
0: go from the trading room floor to Splash Mixers? <laughs>
1: um, well, after we retired, I was still super involved, like with Wharton. I was an entrepreneurial management major besides finance, and I don't know. I always, I always um, ha- love the fact that you know, creating something, especially since what I did for a living was so esoteric, I couldn't even, you know, really explain to my kids what the heck I did. So <laughs> I was nice to build things. And so I started a bunch of different businesses. Actually, the first one was a recruiting firm for what my husband and I used to do, which is trading, um, you know, capital markets, you know, running desks and, and traders and stuff. And so we and he still runs that company, actually, it's in, uh, in New York and And then, you know, I, uh, we started a few restaurants. I did some real estate things. I just, I just, anything to me that looked like once I was in civilian life, I I was just constantly have seeing things that needed to be done or that I thought would be interesting or that I thought could be successful that did where there was a need for something. And sometimes it started super small and sometimes a little larger at the beginning. The splash mixers thing came because well first of all i had a few restaurants already and so i was kind of you know in the hospitality business and i was also at the time um i was the ceo of a fitness company that was kind of a small private equity deal i did that was it was a it was a, a company that needed um some restructuring and i became a partner so um that was kind of my first foray into like consumer products like selling you know packaged protein bars and um and protein drinks and things um I'm leaving out kind of something significant. I had breast cancer, um, in 2009. So I was, it was after I had retired from wall street and I was out here already in the Hamptons. So I, I don't know. It was just kind of a wake up call to be live healthier and just to do, not even to go so off the deep end, but just to make everything in your life a little bit better. You know, um, I had a terrible diet on the trading floor. I never exercised at all. I just, Mm-hmm. you know would get to work sit in a chair never get up um people would bring me food and you know that wow. would always be either i actually i actually won I, I shouldn't say this right now but i actually won a white castle cheeseburger eating contest against a very <laughs> large russian man on a tissue <laughs> <laughs> there you go and i did Um, And so I ate really crappy, like, you know, Taco Bell burgers, you know, bacon, egg and cheese every day. I think it was amazing I didn't have scurvy because I probably went weeks (laughs) on end without like a fruit or a vegetable. And so I think that was a, a huge wake up call to me. And so I really... Everything I do now is, you know, maybe I'm not going to cure cancer, but I can help. Like, I I got very involved with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. I became a board member. But all the products that I'm involved with, all the things that I do, I try to make it, again, I'm not a scientist. I can't cure cancer, but I can make things a little bit better. So I can't believe, actually, that this category is so as wide open as it is when you think about it. I mean, there's so many deals being done all the time and like just everyone's every one of my friends has seems to have a rosé or a vodka I feel like I watched my friends at, at my own restaurant bringing things with them to flavor their vodka with or to make their drink a little healthier or a little lower calorie a little lower sugar and thought gosh you know I can't believe that you know people are using all of these flavored Teas and pro and and um, recovery drinks and things to make yeah. a drink with, um, but no one's kind of approaching it from the cocktail point of view to say, "No, I got you." Like this is all of these products are. Um, they don't taste diety, by the way, because that was super important to me to make it yes. taste really good. So they're not it's really it's not, They're not zero calorie and zero sugar. There's a little bit of, uh, but they're super low calorie and super low sugar, and they're natural. They're non-GMO all the rest of it so that, you know, where a regular margarita can be like 300 calories and 30 grams of sugar, which is more than you should have in a day yes. uh, in terms of sugar. And, um, you know, our mixers are super like, you know, 20 calories are for the mixer part and um five grams of sugar. So, yeah. you know, either, you know, it allows you to have another one, it allows you to just have a better count that day, or it allows you to have you know, maybe indulge on, on your meal a little bit because you're you're covered in this aspect. And they're also great as clean cocktails, just as as you know, the mocktail where, you know, I drink I drink Moscow mule all day with oh my <laughs> with gosh. just a little seltzer. It's like yeah. you know, I just love it. And it's um it's just super low calories and sugar, but I think it tastes really good. So that's just an, an example of not having to give something up, but just make a little change. I'm you know you can still enjoy, but you're on um, you're you're doing something a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I love that. They are really tasty. Oh yeah, last week you. everyone watched me <laughs> guzzle it as I oh, <laughs> cool. Someone, they're really good. Thank um, you. Thank and I'm um, proud of them. Congratulations. That's not thank a small feat to defeat you. breast cancer. So we're glad we have you with us. Thank we're you. glad that. You brought us this wonderful product. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: And um, that's really wonderful. I really think it's important to have a mission. And so I mm-hmm. commend you on giving back in every way that you can to breast cancer research. And and mm-hmm. hey, there aren't that many of us that are scientists, but we can do what we can and we yeah. can help where we can.
1: So We can support research for yes. sure. This month, actually, I was speaking to a friend of mine last week who she said that her community is not big on diet stuff. So she assumed we would taste diety and actually never tried it. And I said to her, no, 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 we don't taste like, we don't, we taste like the real thing. And so she, you know, we got over that hurdle, but I, I, it stuck with me what she said. You know, I said, what What do you mean? Like what, why? She said, no, 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 just traditionally, it's really hard to get people in my community to, to be healthy. Yeah. And I said, well, You know, her community she's talking about has a a big history of proclivity for diabetes, which actually, Mm -hmm. and with COVID, by the way, um, that's one of the risk factors that makes things worse. So it's kind of stuck with me. And I thought, you know, I, and I spoke to my team, I said, you know what, let's, let's look into diabetes, because again, like how. This is something where you don't want to tell somebody who, you know, used to having their lifestyle a certain way to completely change it. Because the, yeah. the chances of that working and sticking are slim, right? But w- let's have them change it a little bit, you know. So we, we've started researching and I, and I said to, to my team, okay, October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month when is diabetes? And they said, of course, it's November, it's now. Okay, so what do we do? We got involved with the the Diabetes Research Foundation, and we're going to, you're going to see us do something with them this month, where we're going to um, address the three things that people can do to help avoid getting diabetes, which are um, the three risk, biggest risk factors are lack of exercise, stress and diet, obviously. So um, we want to be able to be a little part of that to say, look, have, have you want, you want to have a Margarita have a margarita, but I'm going to make it um, a sixth of the sugar that yeah. you usually have, and let's start there and move on. So we're going to actually do something with that charity where um, and, and we're going to make this a thing every month now so that we not only give money back to support research for the foundation, but also to put something together like this with someone who can speak to you know reducing stress getting started with some exercise and nutrition so
0: yeah that's amazing you really don't know until you try and it's unfortunate yeah. that people assume things because honestly mm-hmm. these are amazing like these drinks are really delicious yeah, thank you. and i'm a person who loves oh, well growing up i what? drank all the soda i wanted all the pizza all of yeah. that I probably would have would have been in the now? White Castle burger contest with you. Now I'm so healthy. I'm so aware of what I, I I have to be. We have to be. Um, you have to be taking care of my body, taking mm-hmm. care of my stress levels, and yeah. realizing that all of that is connected. And it's not it just like I'll go for a walk or go for a run and then eat four burgers. Like right. that doesn't right. work.
1: I mean, and you talked about look at your dad. He's retired twice. He's done, okay. Well, we can't do those things if we're sick, right? We can't yes. do those things if we don't have energy. You have to take care of yourself first, exactly. you know. And exactly. so it's just it's nice to just. So how did you start? Did you make little changes at first, or did you yeah? Make-
0: that's exactly right. I just, yeah. just started paying attention to portion size. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if you remember, but there was the documentary Super Size Me. Yeah, and, and that's when I realized that, that was we were scary. eating. Yeah the portion size, like double Terrible. or triple our portion size. Terrible. Terrible. And yeah. I stopped eating almost all fast food at once. Wow. Uh, left myself one fast food to eat like what, what, what's your
1: What's your one thing? It
0: was Jack in a Box, which
1: was not the best. But... My husband was obsessed with those fried apple pie things. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Disgusting. <laughs> I and now no, I the don't fried tacos. Enough. Sorry, the deep fried tacos.
0: Oh, uh, the deep fried tacos reminds the, um, right?
1: the jalapeno <laughs> poppers.
0: I was a sucker for those jalapeno poppers. But, but now so maybe
1: you like maybe you get an air fryer. I do. And, I have a, you know, find it, just a better way to make the same thing, you know. Exactly.
0: Start, right? With fresh ingredients, mm-hmm. uh, not saturated in grease and who knows yeah. what else.
1: Yeah, All at my restaurant we uh one of the <laughs> I ended up. I ended up. I own an olive oil farm in Italy, which is organic, oh, wow. which has been organic for centuries, by the way. And so, yeah, we use. You know, it, it's just important in our restaurants also to do the whole. You know, really fresh ingredients. Yeah. Um, local ingredients, things that are you know, fish that's in season local farms you know really just my my partner in my restaurant actually is um really making honey in his in his backyard that's awesome um, he's got bees now but so yeah we just keep you know we just keep going every you just try to keep adding something that's going to be in the right direction yeah exactly exactly
0: okay so you mentioned covid mm-hmm. how has your business transitioned during covid
1: it's been tough cow. for everyone it's been yeah. And I feel, you know, it's been super hard. I mean, one of the things we did in the beginning, by the way, was to support that bartender community that um that that was one of the, our first charities that we supported. But for us it really, really hit us hard because um though we have a product that's perfect, we weren't positioned super well to sell it in the right places at the at that time. We our focus had been to um you know, when I, when I developed this, I wasn't really sure if it was gonna be a retail product or an on-premise product. And so we kind of tried it everywhere. And what I see is that it works in most places. It works in both. And, you know, as, as a business person, I always tried to come up with the reason why that venue, how I could make them more money. And so where one of the places it works super well is a stadium, right? I mean, any place where you have to feed a crowd quickly and maybe you know the people pouring the drinks. Some of those people are, you know, it's their second job. Maybe they're not like a, a bartender. Bartender, they have to go through a crowd quickly, and you want consistency, and you want it to be fast. So we really focused on getting stadiums. So unfortunately, uh, and we had just signed up eight major new stadiums. In fact, oh one of them we were we were like a week away from doing the Billie Eilish concert at the Prudential Center, and. That's when COVID hit. So it was de- devastating to us because that's really where we had been putting our focus on our resources. So at one, just let me stray from that for a second. When we first put this mixer in Yankee Stadium a couple of years ago, I wasn't sure actually about the message of, you know, I struggled with, do we tell these guys that it's healthier, <laughs> that it's better for you? Because it tasted so good yeah. that we didn't really need to. And yeah. I really struggled with that. I thought... You know, it's like the old Budweiser commercial from years back. that was like less filling or tastes great. Like, which one do you want to go with? And so the messaging for us, I thought I was afraid. So I just, we just made it cocktails. We do. I don't know if the, all the men in Yankee Stadium were like magically losing weight.
0: Maybe I didn't
1: didn't know why. But, but one of the things we did was in the in the Titans Stadium in LA with we um Tennessee sorry we had two end zone bars and we one of them did call out the fact that we were these attributes and one we didn't and I have to say I'm gonna hand it to all those guys and women too, um the bar that did call out the fact that it was better for you did better so. Wow they were ready for it. So now now we're owning it. Now we're going to own the space even, uh, and, and we are that better choice. But back to what what did we do when we lost the stadiums? It was really rough. So not only did we lose the stadiums, at the time we were in about a thousand retail stores, but, and we were on Amazon, we'd just gotten on Amazon, but we, we still are we're in the brand awareness stage. So in the early days of COVID, even the supermarkets we were in though, they were up to here with, like restocking in the middle of the night, Clorox, yeah. toilet paper, and chicken, and it was like they were saying to us, "Look, if you are not one of those three things, we really can't deal with you right now. We know you're in the warehouse, but we just we just need to get through this this time." So even though we were a solution, then it was we couldn't get on the we could, even the shelves we were on. It was hard to get just logistically restocked. Same thing with Amazon. Amazon was just they were so inundated, as you all know, in the beginning, with masks and clocks and toilet paper that they they lost three of our shipments. Um, ah. So it looked like and then even though we were there, they couldn't find it was a mess. They hired so much new staff that, you know, to work all those shifts, and they didn't, they were new people. So basically, it was saying that we were sold out and we, we were in the warehouse, but they just couldn't even bring us on. So even in the two places where we could have had sales, we, we, we had tr- we struggled. So yeah. We just completely pivoted, and we and my my staff was like, "If you say the word pivot one more time, we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit you <laughs> with, with one of these bottles." <laughs> but anyway, we um we pivoted and we built our own fulfillment center out here where I live, and literally just started. You know, we 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 had we had a website, but we never really promoted it. We didn't make it a big deal that we would be selling directly, so we did that. You know, we just really started doing anything we could to to sell directly from our website while we were having the logistical problems elsewhere and um and then we also thought about okay well where else can this be um that makes sense right now and that was liquor stores we hadn't been in liquor stores yet and so um we we signed up for example we're just starting to be in them now but we in the state of new hampshire we're in all of those state-owned liquor stores and They crushed it. I mean, we were getting more and more orders from them, repeat orders, and we didn't even – it was always on our list. But because we're small and a startup, we just hadn't gotten to it yet. So we really just took all our resources and threw them to um, direct online and and the liquor stores. And now I have to say this year, because we, again, we lost all of those on-prem venues, we are nowhere near where we thought we'd be right now. But I'm so proud of everyone, all everyone who works at, at Splash, they worked so hard. And we actually are up over last year, which is a miracle. Oh. Um, yeah, thank God, um, with losing all of that on-prem. Yeah. Um, and now, now our focus is like, how do we tell stadiums or hotels even that we can be part of the solution? Yeah. Like, how can we be, like, as you reopen, we have these little minis, right? Yeah. Yep. So now, you know, yeah. So, you know, these are like as a hotel opens back up or as, you know, even restaurants for takeout when people, maybe they don't want another person in their backyard, even for a small get together or, or a wedding they're doing themselves. Now it just, you don't need that extra person. You don't need need that bartender. Now you can easily, you know, we made the bottle pretty enough that it, it looks great on, it could be on a table at a wedding or a backyard barbecue. So I really thought about that. Like, could this be in Leonardo DiCaprio's hand at bottle service in Vegas? Could he be embarrassed (laughs) to be holding this? You know, I'm like, I I want this to be everywhere. So, yes, um, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, so now we're just trying to show as many new venues as we can. Look, we can help you uh, with your revenue. Maybe it's a restaurant that never sold cocktails or, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing that we could say. Or even a restaurant that doesn't have a liquor license. It could even be a fast food place that, look, um, you know, if you sell these with, you know, the person might have a bar at home, they might have a bottle of liquor at home and they just just need the mixer. It's just uh, another way to increase their revenue with another lineup so that they also can figure out ways to stay profitable right now.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy to see how many different ways so many different businesses were affected. because that's something I didn't even think about. I mean, I knew grocery stores and Amazon were backed up and had issues but I didn't know that that meant other products weren't getting replenished yeah
1: yeah that was it was a real problem for us um it hurt and it hurt at the worst time now now they seem to be you know a little bit better logistically and also now you know with this you know further lockdowns we're all just like oh gosh we really have to keep doing this but you know what we have to just say do stuff like this like we're doing now like i'm meeting you I, i've never met you before i'm so happy <laughs> to meet you and have this time with you yeah. and and maybe we wouldn't have before so yeah you know we're trying to say like okay send like send somebody a cute box of minis and a yes. note saying hey let's let's have a cocktail online together next week at you know Thursday at eight this Here's is month. perfect for New year's like yeah hello even Christmas Thanksgiving yeah. Uh, yeah and the thing is too you know when you're I don't know I was always like I'd go to a liquor store if I was going for a hostess gift or some like a you know a Christmas gift or a birthday gift you never know what to get like let's say it's a guy or let's say it's even like let's say it's a, a woman who likes wine if yeah. she really likes wine maybe she's not going to like the wine I'm picking out tonight. Maybe she has a better taste or maybe, you know, I don't know what I'm doing or maybe I'm going to somebody's house and I don't know if everybody drinks liquor or not. So this is kind of perfect because you know what, if you don't great, have a clean cocktail. And if you do, you know, this should be part, my message, my new message to especially men is going to be, look, if you have, a bar, if you have vodka at home, you should have this at home, like, if yeah. you know, maybe you mostly serve beer or wine. But this is like, you know, it's like when my mother, when I was growing up, it would be there would be this like cake that nobody could touch in case company came. You know, it's like, <laughs> in the glass. it's like, it's kind of like, All right, we're, ready. we're ready. If somebody comes over, we're ready to entertain. <laughs> and like, that's how I feel with this, to be honest with you. It's like, you know, you're ready, like you're 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 covered. Like if you have a bar and you have that you have you know, we have Moscow Mule, Mojito, Cosmo, Bloody Mary, and um, what am I leaving out? Um, Margarita, of course. Yeah. You know, then if you have these at home, then you're ready. You're ready to go. Yeah. But, you know, Somebody and happens to pop over with a mask and they want to drink.
0: <laughs> Put a straw <laughs> in the mini and you're good you go. to go. I, I really think it's really important to stress. Well, it's not really important to stress, but I really want to say... That you know, there's other brands that make cocktails and mocktails that either are oversaturated with sugar, and and you can taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they do have uh, an alcohol in them, and Mm -hmm. it's just like rubbing alcohol, even if it's not vodka. Exactly, it
1: has to be because (laughs) I mean to hit that, you know, just be selling a mixer. I'm telling you, what's in there is not good, and so you're right. Thank you for saying that because I. My goal was to be like the white napkin that can go with anything. If yeah. you have super expensive tastes in your vodka or whatever you're drinking, we only enhance that drink and make it perfect every time. Yes, um, all the way down. Where whatever level you're at, we we've got you. And um, so thanks. Yeah, I, um, I I agree with you. Any any of the stuff, anything that's already alcohol in the bottle, obviously, isn't going to be uh, yeah. something you'd probably want to have on its own <laughs> I remember you know
0: in my college days not knowing and just you know I need something to drink so I'll just drink this but then quickly realizing this is terrible yeah. it hurts it doesn't feel good it doesn't taste good I'm right. not gonna do this anymore
1: yeah or even in college at least start out good
0: yes <laughs> until you <don't> notice <laughs> it, it looks good you'll be cool with these splash mixers yeah. I think um so we're running out of time, but I have one um, more question for you. Yeah. And we ask this question to everyone we interview. I think it's so important to highlight this. And the question is how are you practicing self care during this crazy time? Because I know you're busy. I yeah. absolutely know you're busy.
1: Yes. I absolutely make time every day personally something and I didn't mention I had breast cancer for the second time during COVID just now so it wasn't a a very tough year for me but you know what it happened at a time where um and I just finished I just finished all my treatments so yay um congrats sorry
0: Sorry, but no I'm so pleased this (laughs) is honestly this is a safe space and you can be raw and appreciative (laughs) and grateful because that's amazing
1: well, you but, know what? It was a great time to have it because <laughs> everybody else was like wearing sweats and in the fetal position working from home. So nobody noticed. So it was great. But no, but I always, I made the time to meditate. Um, I practice transcendental meditation with a guy, named, um, a guy named Bob Roth of the David Lynch Foundation. And I think it's been incredibly helpful to me, even more than exercise, to be honest with you, because yeah. I couldn't exercise the moment. But I have to say that was, just and we don't have any time for four kids i work i don't have time but taking 20 minutes twice a day was almost like resetting the hard drive and and it gave me all this energy to to go into the evening to, to be able to work more and and to just have uh just feel better and i have to say i think that was my biggest um the thing that helped me the most this year for sure oh
0: goodness yeah it's it's fair to say that yeah you know we've all had our fair share of ups and downs this year but Mm -hmm. you take the cake like (laughs) your strength we are no strangers to breast cancer and so she slays a number of us have been affected and so we feel for you and we applaud you and we congratulate you and thank we are you. grateful that you are here and thank we are you. grateful that you are on the sleigh hour and are, won- are able to bring us wonderful things.
1: You guys are and- amazing. Really oh, what you created. You. This is super amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll have to have you on again and That'd we'll have great. to
1: talk about
0: where Splash Mugs will go next.
1: Okay. Terrific. Excellent. <laughs> thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in to our Slay Hour. Again, these are splash mixers. They're really good. We are so grateful to have Maria on the live with us. If you use code soshislays 20 you get 20% off. Stay tuned, and we will see you next week with another Slay Hour. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great weekend, you guys.